Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People who do want to grow sometimes just don't even ever go viral anyway. Yeah. And do achieve moderate success. But the risk is that you do and that you're not ready for it. Scaling is just such a massive issue. Yeah. Hello, I'm Dale. And I'm Emily, currently studying a Master's of Management at the Harvard Extension School. I'm founder of the big consulting agency, and I needed to start a podcast to give myself an audience to talk about strategy because I can feel my friends and family getting bored. Well, amongst many of my other unhealthy interests, I'm a bit of a business nerd, and in my spare time, I'm sniffing up all bits of content and stories from the incredibly varied space of business land. So many businesses refuse to invest in strategy, and this is why we're here today to show you why that's so wrong. Everyone can do strategy, be involved in strategy. It's so important. And we're going to learn some lessons from the poor souls that have gone before us. Emily, who do we have today? Well, Dale, today I have a business that many of our listeners may not have even heard of, which is just something a little bit different. Ghost business. Ghost. Exactly. That's it. But by the time we are through, I feel confident that they're going to love our founder for today. She is an absolute hoot and a half. Mm -hmm. This case was actually brought to me by a friend of mine Mm -hmm. who followed the rise and fall of this business through lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a brilliant example of what can happen when a business goes viral. Isn't that what everyone wants though? Everyone wants a viral business? Right. Everyone wants to go viral. It brings a bunch of customers into the business. It's sold as the golden pipeline to success. But if you are not prepared or a large corporation's not actually what you want, it can go under really quickly. So for today's viral adventure, we are talking about the platform for the youths of today, which is TikTok. As a youth. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> I'm a big fan of TikTok. It is it's probably my most used social media app. Sure. Sure. And when I, I clearly say I'm a youth in my in, in jest, I'm, I'm just hitting 30. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you're a youth. I, yeah, on the spectrum of youth. I'm as my much... mid-30s, as a mid-30s person, I'm far more wiser and superior. <laughs> Get on the TikToks, mate. It's great. Get on the TikToks. No, I actually had to delete TikTok. I went, <gasps> yeah, because I went into too much of a... A spiral. A spiral. I was just on there for too long. And now, thanks to Instagram Reels, I'm back Oh, we get, we get TikToks like just... Five days later. Yeah, exactly. But no, we're talking about the use of TikTok to go viral because it's Mm. a very interesting algorithm that they have that Mm. is not uh, the same as the other sort of social media platforms Mm -hmm. that people use. And it's constantly changing. So even like we're we're talking about the algorithm at this point in time. Yeah. And by now the algorithm could be completely different. (laughs) Exactly. So by the time it reaches your ears, dear listeners, it's changed. But we're going to start with our protagonist today who, just from my research, I'm extremely fond of. Mm -hmm. Her name is Jana. Mm -hmm. And she is a typical lockdown entrepreneur. Ooh. She was in Melbourne. We had a really massive lockdown, 275 days, I believe. Uh. Oh, it felt like so long ago. And then as soon as we were out of it, it's like, anyway, life, you know. Just straight back into it. Remember that time? She was a student um, during lockdown. And for lack of anything better to do, because, you know, a lot of the hospo jobs sort of shut down Mm. and all those things that traditionally students would do Mm. to get through their degrees. 
um, she started pouring candles and mm. selling them online. Mm-hmm. So what we'll see, I think, is that it's really obvious that she had great instincts. And she obviously managed to find some great suppliers and maintain good relations can with business. them. Can business. Yeah. Can do a few businesses. Mm. She had good relations with all her suppliers. Mm. And the candles were really high quality. Like mm. everyone who rated the candles online just said they were fantastic. Great product. Yeah. Great business relations. Kicking goals. Kicking goals. And, like, she was able to make them extremely affordable. Like, they're super affordable. Like, Mm -hmm. when you compare them to your dusk candles. What's the going rate for a candle? Well, like, it depends what size, Dale. I reckon I bought one for $40 the other day. That would sound like an average sort of medium-sized candle price. Um, she was sell- like she had some on there for as low as ten dollars. Like they were Whoa. they were smaller, but you know she was really she really ma- knew how to make them affordable. Mm-hmm. In order to drum up customers, because you know you can have a great product, but if you don't have customers, who cares? Mm-hmm. She turned TikTok <gasps> marketing. So <laughs> marketing. Now TikTok is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. It is not un- uncommon that products go viral on TikTok. You know, like there's so many different things that go viral on there and they're just everyone knows, like recipes or... People are blown up overnight. I've seen like people just like load upload a video and then come back three days later and they've got a million followers out of nowhere. It's wild. And the way the algorithm works is that you don't even need that many followers to go viral. When you look at your Instagrams, they garner followers and then the followers sort of see them because they follow them. That's not how it works on TikTok, as Mm -hmm. many of our listeners probably already know. So you could be picked on someone's For You page Mm -hmm. just because they like a lot of similar things Mm -hmm. to what you're doing. Um, So then you get a like Mm -hmm. from them Mm -hmm. just by scrolling through. They're not even your followers. And then the more likes you get, the more you appear and bam, you're viral. So with TikTok, you can literally go from 100 followers to 100,000 overnight, Mm. as you said, and at any time. Because unlike other social media networks, time passing Mm. since you posted does not actually reduce your chances of going viral overnight. You could post something from like six weeks back and then... Try two years. Oh my god! Yeah, and then and then TikTok will just decide that it's that it's really important that we push this video about from, candles from right two, now. Yeah. Wow. And then you bam. So you, it's it's wild and very unpredictable mm-hmm. because TikTok is designed to benefit creators of content. That's when they'll push your video and then people see it goes wild. And TikTok never gives up on you. Like I said, two years ago. But I mean, sadly, on the flip side, mm. even if you have four million followers. Mm-hmm. The TikTok algorithm may not show your followers your posts. Whoa. Yeah. So you could get zero views over a period of time. And, you know, they'd have to know by going to your page, which mm. as a user of TikTok, you could probably tell us, you don't go to people's pages. That's yeah. not how you're you... just scrolling through the feed. You, you scroll. You know, you might just miss something that the person that you love and follow, mm. you know, unless you go to their page mm-hmm. specifically to look mm-hmm. at their video, you might miss it. But like this means so many things for a business. If you're posting on TikTok, you can't rule out marketing pushes you did a year ago. Or you could go viral and sales could go th- through the roof one day and then you can just disappear into the ether and suddenly you've ramped up production and have no customers. Mm. So that's like a huge cost outlay for your candles. Yeah, wow. And then no one buys them because you're out of the out of the ether. Right, one night and gone the next. Yeah. So for strategists, this can be quite chancy and poses a dilemma on mm. what you do strategically for the business overall. But we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. How's Jana going? Yeah, we're going to go back to Jana. I love her. So she was really smart. She yeah. chose TikTok because she's familiar with it. And mm. that, I think, would be 
a really good piece of advice for anyone. Play in the space that you know. If you're wanting to get on social media and you're wanting to do some marketing, yeah. go onto the platform you know mm-hmm. and you understand. So I wouldn't go to TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she understood the platform, knew how to use it to communicate with an audience mm-hmm. that she wanted. So also her audience were on that platform. Yeah. And so... Yeah. She already had an established audience, like that she could kind of feed on. So she knew something was going to work, let's say. Yes. And she, you know, and this is what they say is the best reason to choose where you're promoting through social media, familiarity, ease of use and suitability to your audience, which is what will often lead to success. And she had her own personal TikTok, which was quite successful already. So as you said, she already had like a a bit of an audience base. On her personal one, she reviews cosmetic products and goes on thrifting adventures. So, um, and she uses tips and tricks that sort of young women might like to see and um, so she had a really good following of, of young women who are also frequent purchasers mm. of candles. So when she began her candle business tick- on TikTok, it was called Dreamer Candle Co. Yep. I'd buy, Wispy. I'd buy a candle from that. Yeah, exactly. Dreamer, you know, sounds calming, relaxing. And she used the same tips and tricks sort of style of um, marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she, had, she had a formula and she just kind of tried it again. She used the same tips and tricks mentality that her personal TikTok adapts. Yes. But she directed those tips and tricks to small business owners. So she's like, I'm a small business owner. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. Um, you know, this is this is this is a day in the life of me as a business owner, what it's like being a small business owner, or how to find success. Um, as one, and this was incredibly smart because one of the main issues people have for TikTok is content ideas. So, you know, just constantly bringing, coming up with new content all the time. You have to keep producing to remain relevant. And so choosing content that you can talk about every day because you live in it mm. is a fantastic idea mm. and will only help your algorithm because you're just going to keep posting. Yeah. And you shouldn't run out of topics because that's your life. You know, you know what you know and you can just talk about it. Exactly. She has like different types of videos she Mm -hmm. posts. She has another little series of TikToks in there that sort of like has a go at other influences, I suppose. Takedown pieces. Yeah, like little takedown pieces. Like this is another one reason that I love Jana. She's like quite sassy. Mm -hmm. One TikTok she has doing like a talk to the hand with a text sort of written over the top just going like, POV, can you send me some free products? I'm an influencer who can help your beers grow. Has 37 followers, doesn't follow you back. Wow. She's an individual. Yeah. So she was just having a go. <laughs> Which is all part of her brand, I'm assuming. A hundred percent. Yeah. She's yeah, all part of the brand. And she's sort of trying to position herself as a really serious business person. Mm-hmm. So like this kind of stuff, you know, she's going to look into you. If you have 37 follow- followers, you don't follow her. She's not going to send you free products. Mm-hmm. And she's telling wannabe influencers to sort of take a hike. Mm-hmm. I guess that's failing to follow influencer etiquette. Like, mm. it's like it's like when you start your new corporate job and you don't quite realize that sending an email to someone where you say, like, "Hey, se- secret rules, secret business rules that you kind of don't know until you've until you've made the mistake." Yeah, like when you, on your first day you're like, "Hey, where's that thing?" And everyone's like, "And that," but they you don't know that that's insanely rude, and you need to do that whole song and dance of, "Oh, I know you're so busy. I'm so sorry to bother you. I'm sure you have more important things to do, but just so it doesn't fall off the radar." Like, and you know that's the jargon. And they know that you're going, oi, where's that thing? So I think Jana's sort of calling out that there's an etiquette that you should follow as influencer to influencer. And the matter of being an influencer. 100%. Big fan. But also throwing shade 
at the same time. What's really interesting is like the kind of shade, like throwing shade mm. alongside giving someone business advice. Mm. It's like the millennial and Gen Z content crack mm. because education or self-improvement with a side of drama. You know what I mean? So it seems like an oxymoron, but like as millennials, I feel like you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to go follow this lady. Yeah. <laughs> Like, all I want to do right now is I'm just like, I gotta, where's my phone? Yeah. <laughs> gotta find Jana's account. <laughs> like, so I don't know whether she knew, like, I'm analyzing this obviously to a certain extent where I'm mm-hmm. like, this is why, you know, people loved what she was doing. But I don't know if she even knew that her strat, like, that this was her strategy. Mm-hmm. But she may have. Mm-hmm. And it paid off. And the business absolutely took off. The TikTok account for Dreamer Candle Co. For like a a small Australian business, Mm. for a one woman in like second year uni, Mm. pouring candles in her like garage, Mm -hmm. how many followers, how many followers and how many likes would you estimate? Based on that information? Based on that information alone. Oh, a conservative 2,000, maybe. And how many likes do you reckon? I'm gonna say like 1,000. So she has 55.8 thousand what? followers. What? And 1.1 million likes. <laughs> but that's the thing with TikTok though. Like yeah. you can blow up so easy. So and easy. Like, I've interacted with the platform. It's, I'll give, I'm, I'm, I'm quite reserved with my likes. But yeah. I can know how easy it would be to dish up a like. Yeah. And, and to aggregate that so quickly. But that's amazing. Yeah. 1.1 million likes. It's insane. And Jana had more orders for her candles than she knew what to do with. Literally. Because... That's how the wheels sort of came off. Oh, no. At this point, Dale, I'd love to ask, can you make any sort of predictions on what you think might have been Jana's downfall and turned her track record around? Is it a red herring that you said that the at any point in time, something you post on TikTok might come back and bite you in the bottom? That's a good prediction. Was she successful? Well, it depends how you find define success. I think one of my favorite things for when I was doing like research for this podcast was reading the customer reviews online because... Most Always of, an excellent place for anything. So fun. Yeah. And also because we know that Jana loves a little bit of drama. Like mm. it was just heaven. And because most of the ones I saw, Jana had actually responded to. Not good on it. Which is great. But she was just so mad at everyone because she was just inundated. <gasps> like with orders. Just so she did good. She did great. She was inundated with orders. Could she keep up? No. Oh, so no. So all the complaints were exactly the same that they ordered ages ago and nothing they had no idea what the status of their order was no communication some saying they'd finally received them and they were wonderful and they loved them but it took months so they like almost forgot they'd ordered them i I don't know how to make candles but i feel like it's a long process well i can't look i'm not really sure but like i think when you think of someone who has 1.1 million likes And has a really cheap product, that's going to translate to sales quite highly. Like, if you think about when you're scrolling through Instagram and you see an ad and you're like, and it's like 10 bucks, you're like, oh yeah, yeah sure. Bing, I like her, I like what she does. The product was so cheap, but it just took so long to arrive. And when someone would leave feedback that they were disappointed, she'd call them a troll. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they went to a product review site to complain about the fact that they were called a troll oh they weren't expecting that to uh as but when buying a candle to also be insulted no they weren't it was weird candles and insults they don't really like marry up in terms of a business strategy fair fair like i mean that's it's not exactly top quality customer service no no jana essentially said that they just weren't telling the full story so this is a direct quote that i saw as part of 
Jana's response to, I'm really upset I was called a troll. So this is a direct quote. In reality, you left an anonymous comment with no details to fix the issue. Mm -hmm. Please provide full context when reviewing as this is false and I did not create any defamatory content regarding you. I'm just like, good, nice try, but also... Not exactly. I'm sorry you feel that way of, of apologies. I'm sorry that you made the mistake there. Yeah. yeah. And she's just completely ignored the problem the person had. It is just like, I didn't call you a troll. Yeah. I called an anonymous coward a troll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I just love it. It's just like, so this is, and this is the point where I'm like, she made some really great decisions mm. and some also very questionable ones. Mm -hmm. So what went wrong? Obviously mm. her company grew too quickly and she wasn't able to keep up with her orders. She did make a video announcing that she had closed the business on her personal TikTok. Mm -hmm. And she says basically her and her partner were still working out of their home around the clock yeah. to try and meet the demand, but she just couldn't meet it. Like, like When the side hustle becomes your main hustle, it's time to re to go, well, is this what I want? Or is this just, yeah. do I need to reconsider my, my whole operations? Well, exactly. And they're just, pl they're pouring candles, you know, in the garage and just inundated with orders. Mm -hmm. So in summary, her marketing and operation strategy, I feel, were not aligned. She says in the closing down video that she never intended to scale and this wasn't her forever plan. Which is good to acknowledge that. Yeah. So she's like, I just completely blew up and I don't even want this candle business. I'm about to graduate from school and then I'm going to shut it down. In that case, I feel like a marketing platform where you could blow up overnight like this is not really a good idea when you can't, when not only you can't scale up, but you don't want to, yeah. because then you start to get these negative reviews and the whole business sort of gets tainted with this brush of. It's such an odd thing to say, like, make sure your business doesn't get too big. Cause it's so, it's so contrary to like yeah. so many other, like the way people go for a business. Yeah. The reality is not everyone wants to be the next Elon Musk. And when you are a person starting up a candle business, mm. you you probably don't. But how can you balance it? So I don't think that the business needed to close down altogether because that's ultimately what she did. Mm. Is there anything else do you think she could have done differently if she had blown up? Or... I do have some thoughts, but yeah. I'm going to give it a break. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I do have some thoughts. Right. I think you said it around like misalignment of business and like the operations model and the, and the marketing model. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. When anyone does a side hustle, I think everyone's got a side hustle now. Yeah. This may be considered a side hustle <laughs> we're doing right now. Oh, shock. <laughs> But I think there needs to be some honesty around what that might look for you. And 100%, like, go in and give something a, give something a red hot, 
um, try. Yeah. But there might be points to mark in terms of, is this an exit point? Do I need to reconsider? Mm-hmm. What is this actually happening? This is what I want. And the fact that she acknowledged at the end that this isn't what I wanted. I blew up. What a hilarious story. <laughs> um, there'd be so many people who are like, that's amazing. I could copy her, her model. Yeah. But I think it was good that she acknowledged that that's not what she wanted. For me, there's probably would have been, instead of trying to fulfill those orders, there may have been some friendly cancellations I would have sent out. <laughs> To be like, hey, listen, right now supply chains are still not great right across the world. 100%. And so there's plenty of times where you order something and then someone will go, oh, no, I can't do that. So and you get that cancellation letter and you go, oh, well, it's not great, but yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um, no or more. even it's going to be that you can have it, but it'll take six weeks. Which I think that's the biggest thing is that yeah. open and honest communication yeah. with your customer is very important. Transparency yeah. is so important in some yeah. of these elements and kind of going keeping people up to date with where their order is. I think the best type of, um, there's so many great examples of like supply chain um, mm. and business and business communication is when you buy something and the email you get afterwards says, hey, your order's being packaged right now or your order's mm-hmm. being delayed, et cetera, et cetera. It's so much better than having to have a customer to call someone and go, hang on, where's my candle that I spent? 100%. Like people don't have time for that. So open and honest communication would be so great. Mm without calling people a, a troll, perhaps <laughs> perhaps a little bit too open. Might be too open. Um, because also I think, like, it sounds like she just got completely inundated, so maybe lost the ability to even say, hey, listen, this is going to be late. Although maybe if she'd taken some of the time she was spending responding to trolls on social media into emailing her customers, yeah. it's very easy to say once it's failed and once it's happened, mm. I think... That's the point of this podcast is to sort of analyze it and go, well, this is what I would do differently next time. Mm. I also think there's another thing that she could have done, which I think would have been really interesting mm. to explore because everybody just said the quality of the candles were amazing. So everyone so she has a good product. It's selling too, too much. much. Yeah. Something just really simple that she could have maybe done to sort of catch up and even increase her profit, ma- profit margin would be to just up her prices. Scare people off. Yeah. yeah. Literally, it's like, oh, it's now $60 for a candle. Which is such an important lesson around, like, the difference between... You can have 10 clients who you're charging $100, or you can have two clients who are $500 each. Yeah. The service you're going to be able to give those two clients is going to be leaps and bounds above yep. what that... And there's a point at which a lot of businesses need to kind of consider around how big their market share could be or how many customers they can entertain. Like, yeah. how big is your book? Yeah, but if you're blowing up on TikTok, there are so many people who want that trending TikTok product mm. and who want to be, you maybe know, that's a, maybe that's that. a real uh, product. Maybe she should be selling social media advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like she's great at it. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> she describes her product as premium in the TikTok bio, but doesn't charge for a premium product, mm. which is really interesting. It's fascinating in terms of like, oh, premium, and it's $10. Yeah, exactly. Win, win, win. Exactly. Yeah. So then, you know, everyone's like, but if you charge $60 instead of 10 mm. then you're going to, there's still people who are going to pay $60, but there are a hell of a lot of people who won't. Yeah, <laughs> so right. you might just save yourself some. So dollar for dollar, she might be all right, but half the effort and half the time. Yeah. I mean, she could have searched for some investors to find a factory where she could have but grown, she but she didn't want it. She didn't want it. You know, and she she mentioned it was just not a dream for her. But, like, this is another thing. I'll always talk to my clients about where do you want to go? Where do you want to grow? Mm. What do, What's your ideal day and how does it look and what company you're running and what are you doing with your family and how does that all fit in? Because that's really important for running your business. And so if you have the idea where you want to grow a business, Mm. 
but there's a certain point where you don't want to be part of that anymore mm. because you don't want to be running a multi-billion dollar conglomerate, like fair. Mm. But like have an exit strategy. Mm. She could have sold that business for IP alone. I 100% agree. But also knowing that you don't need to know that going in. Like yeah. there is so much like checking with yourself and having point of reflection with yourself mm. every now and then periodically going, is this working for me? Is this what I want? Is it a lifestyle business? Do I need to grow harder? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and when you say, when I say checking with yourself, checking with the network and your community as well to yeah. go, is this working? Where can I kind of go? She obviously has a lot of strengths because she did so well for herself. She mm. had a good product, which mm. is a lot more elusive than it sounds. Mm. She had an audience mm. But she needed help with restructuring and aligning her message. Like mm. she maybe needed a good comms person that like she could be the sassy face of TikTok that everyone loves. But then when someone's dealing with customer service, it's someone else. Everyone's got their strengths. Yeah, exactly. That That is a thing I think that we have to sort of come to terms with as small business owners. Mm. No matter how small you are, if it's just you, there are going to be some... Because you do have to wear every single hat. You until have to wear you every hat. Until you kind of go, listen... I, I'm not good at wearing this hat, so I need to find someone else out there has a better head. Yeah, but like understanding that you might not have that hat mm. in part of your, you know, hat closet. Mm. Like you might want, you might want to. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll have a friend who's good at it or someone you can ask. Mm. Knowing your weaknesses is just as good as knowing your strengths. Exactly. So play to your strengths. Mm. But at the same time, if it's just you, mm. ask for advice, ask for help. So tell me, what's Jana doing now? I mean, this is the best bit. So she shut down Dream and Candle Co. as we know, RIP, because, you know, she couldn't keep up with the orders. Fair. But she's now relaunched a new candle business <gasps> under a new name. <gasps> but I'm dead because it's just exactly the same business. <laughs> Oh, no. So it's called Sunday Violet, yeah. but she still has the same TikTok and it's got all the old, old videos from Dreamer Candle Co. And she's creating like the same type of content and she does a mystery box packed live on TikTok. Mm. But so the business is still really closely tied to that Dreamer Candle Co. identity. Yeah. I'm really not sure why she needed to change the name and rebrand. Like she already had something good and was just like, I want to have this other thing that's the same Yeah, thing. that was too much. I'm going to shut this down and do this exactly the same. Because if she was doing it for anonymity, like by changing the name so that the business could operate on a smaller scale, yeah. then she should have used a different TikTok account yeah. that you couldn't find so easily or like not promote on TikTok at all. Mm. I am hoping Jana has an exit strategy planned for this one. Mm. So she basically shut down the business, made a bunch of products, relaunched the business in exactly the same way. Maybe she'll be able to keep up with orders. Like She's got a bit of a runway ahead of her products. Yeah. yeah. I never wishes, wishes on anyone, but I, I hope that she never goes viral again. Just... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Jana, but... if you're out there and you're listening, let us know what's going on. Yeah. We're pretty interested. Yeah. Please don't call us a troll. <laughs> we are genuinely just interested in it. We genuinely yeah. think you're awesome and think it's the whole thing is hilarious. And you have one new TikTok follower coming in <laughs> straight after this. <laughs> I definitely think this is a business I'm going to keep my eye on because I think it's a hurt. 100%. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. We hope that you have a mega successful viral uh, company um, and you're able to keep up with your orders. If you want to learn more for your business, please head over to our website, thebigconsultingagency.com, and sign up to the mailing list. Don't forget to follow us and rate us on your podcast app, that's Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcast, whatever it might be. Just hit that review button and hit that subscribe button and share with your friends. Word of mouth is so important. 
We might go viral on TikTok. Oh, fingers crossed. (laughs) All the best, guys. Don't be trolls.